Thank you. Good morning, everybody. Great to see you this morning. Um, before we begin, let me just pray. Heavenly Father, would you reveal yourself afresh to us this day? Amen. I'm going to read from Mark chapter 1, uh, right at the beginning of Mark's Gospel, verses 14 to 18. After John was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God. The time has come, he said, the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. As Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. Well, read, read most books on discipleship today, and I've read a few, and I'm sure you've read some as well. And, what it, and essentially what they're getting at is what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ. But if you read lots of the books, particularly the last 10, 15 years, they're often full of anxiety, frustration, and, and a deep longing to recover a biblical vision of what it means to be a Christian. And as our culture, as commentators reflect, increasingly moves away from its Christian heritage, many comment and observe the fact that there seems to be a bit of a crisis where actually on the one hand, the church looks like this. On the other hand, the world looks like this. And there doesn't seem to be as much difference as you'd expect and hope and long for. If we look at the church, we see the breakdown in relationships seems to be just as great in the church as it does in the world. Churches themselves struggling to get along with each other, not a church is struggling to make new disciples. An absence of vitality of the life of the spirit and actually a struggle to meet the problems, the real problems in our world today. Abuse, injustice, suffering. The writers cry, what's gone wrong? What's gone wrong? So actually what we're going to do this week is we're going to spend the week looking at what it means to be a disciple of Jesus, to follow in the ways of Jesus. I'm going to do a couple of days at the beginning of the week, uh, then think of it a little bit like a, uh, an intro, and then John Davis is going to do the meet on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I'm going to leave it to John to do the substance of stuff. But here in Mark's Gospel, right at the beginning of the, the account of Jesus' life, we see the public words of Jesus. Some people record it like his launch event for his ministry in a public sense. But Jesus, right at the beginning of his public ministry, makes some outrageous claims. The time has come. All of human history has been anticipating this event, this moment, because I'm here. Jesus is here. History is here in the flesh, says Jesus. The kingdom of God is at hand. I'm here, says Jesus, in person amongst you. This is the moment. 
It's the moment the Old Testament has been leaning forwards towards. God's love, God's justice, God's sovereign rule and reign is at hand because Jesus is here. The scale of what Jesus is announcing, the significance of what Jesus is announcing is massive. And because of that announcement and the scale of that announcement, it requires some form of response. The implications are that big. And the question is this, is what direction is your life going in? Jesus is calling you because you're going the wrong way in life. Going in the wrong direction, not just a little off course. You don't just need a little advice. You're going in the wrong direction, left to your own deserts. Repent and turn round, says Jesus. That's what Jesus is saying, repent and turn round. What we see in this passage is Jesus then shows what that means, what that implies as he announces the good news of God's kingdom. These fishermen are in the middle of their work. Jesus simply calls them, come, come, follow me. It's immediate and it's personal. Come, follow me, says Jesus. Jesus didn't call them to a theological discussion. He didn't call them to uh, an intellectual framework. He didn't call them to a Christian culture or a society. But simply follow me. Follow me. Jesus is calling us for our devotion. He's calling us to himself, to his mission and his work. Follow me, says Jesus. We matter to God. We matter to God so much that he calls us to follow him. He loves us and is calling us to follow. So this morning's question This morning's challenge at the beginning of a week, thinking about discipleship, is this. Are you following Jesus today? Will you love him today? Will you be conscious of him during your day? Will you seek to live in the light of him today? Are you making your business to follow Jesus today? You see, this morning, Jesus isn't calling us, isn't calling you and me to be a fan of Jesus not calling us to be interested and to watch from a distance with a kind of um, sort of standoffish look. He's calling us to humble ourselves, to recognise that our lives left to our own devices and desires line up the wrong way and repent and turn to him. you speak to any um, sports fan, any collector, any music fan, or even someone who likes fishing, people will genuinely sacrifice for something they really love. See, in today's world, it's amazing what people will sacrifice for their own dreams. And often we find ourselves in a position where we quietly ask God to rubber stamp our own dreams. But actually, it's inspiring to see how much time, how much energy, how much effort all of us will give for something or someone we truly love. Because we're shaped 
I love and our loves. John is probably going to advocate later in the, uh, later in the week, uh, John Mark Comer's book, um, The Absence, Elimination of Hurry. But if you want to think about our love and our habits, I recommend this, but it's a quite a tough read. You Are What You Love by James Smith. Um, if you want something a bit more challenging this summer, if you want to read something, it's a really good exploration of love and the choices we make and the habits we make as we look at that. Many of us who are on this uh, morning reflection will have been Christians many, many years. But the question for us this morning is still the same. Will you, will you follow me, says Jesus? Will you follow me today? You know, today we'll have, for each one of us, many temptations, many distractions, many ambitions, many plans, many things you've organised. But if Jesus is here, and his kingdom is at hand. Will you follow? See, time with Jesus is time well spent. So as we think a little bit about that, maybe one of our questions at the beginning of the week is, who is Jesus? Is he really the one? Is he really the unique son of God, saviour of the world, Messiah, the promised one, the giver, of eternal life, the lover of the world. Because if he is, then today there are going to be forks in the road that each one of us can choose to give our whole lives and to give our whole selves to follow him wholeheartedly. Will we make it our business to follow Jesus today? Is that the direction we're moving in? Is that the direction we want? to move in this morning, the direction of Jesus. So let me pray as we finish. And I'm also at the end of this, I'm gonna just take a moment to pray for Mary Ellen and for Leslie's family as we um, have his funeral today too. So let me pray. God of grace and mercy, we thank you that you do call us. You do beckon us. You love us so much that you want to draw us afresh into your love and to your purposes. I pray you'd reveal yourself afresh to us this morning. You are the one. Forgive us when we get tempted to go to the left and the right and get distracted and delayed. Would you help us this day? Would you give us your strength? to grow in being followers of Jesus. Amen. My Father, this day too, we want to commit to you, um, Mary Ellen and family and the children. Thank you for Les, thank you for his friendship, thank you for his love, thank you for his commitment, thank you for his passion for you and for St Swithin's. And we ask your blessing on this day as we take time to remember, to give thanks for his life, but also to grieve and to mourn his passing, that the pain for him is over, that his journey is complete, that his following has reached its beautiful, glorious end, and for that we can celebrate too. Thank you that you are God with us, and we ask your blessing on us this day. In Jesus' name.
Amen.